This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Happy Monday. Welcome into Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Aaron Goldhammer and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And folks, this is a big day here at Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio because Aaron Goldhammer and I have been doing shows together for the past couple weeks. And just to take everyone behind the scenes, he's been doing these shows from a bedroom. And he's been telling us about this basement he's been having work done on. And it was going to be unveiled. And we're going to get to see it. And eventually he's going to do the shows from there. And I'm pleased to report that today is the day. Aaron Goldhammer officially in the new studio, the basement studio. Yes. Can How you do you hear feel? me? America, <laughs> I am here. It is built. Let me describe this for everybody, Michelle. <laughs> uh, first of all, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I have a projector screen. Ooh. Like, imagine the Must coolest nice. home theater you could ever. That is set up. I've got theater seating so that these seats are like they could not be more comfortable. They're perfect for supporting uh, a sciatica, lumbar during NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, I've got the ability to go picture in picture and watch multiple games at the same time. Wow, I have a lovely granite countertop and a, even the ability to put a background together. So if you ever see me, if you ever need <laughs> me for Sports Center or First Take or any of those shows, yeah. the carpet is pristine. The smell is phenomenal. The paint is brand new. I am in the lap of luxury during the show right now. Well, you look great. You sound great. I am thrilled for you that this day has finally arrived. And I can't wait to christen the basement with our very first show on ESPN Radio here at Aaron Goldhammer's brand new basement. Well, while the vibes are very high for you, Aaron, in your new basement, they couldn't be lower in Philadelphia in regards to James Harden, Daryl Morey, and the 76ers. So we know that James Harden opted into his contract and that he wants out of Philadelphia. And he was hoping to get to potentially the, the L.A. Clippers. We had been waiting for a development in the story to see where James Harden's future might be if he would return to Philadelphia or play elsewhere. And now he's in the headlines because he made it pretty clear where he stands with Daryl Morey and with the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's what James Harden had to say over the weekend. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never get a article in the organization that he's a martyr. Let me say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never get a part of the organization that he's a martyr. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for an organization that he is a part of ever again. So he made it pretty clear. Yeah. I have a pronouncement to make from my new basement studio. <laughs> Here we go. First day. Chris Carlin is a liar, and I will never <laughs> fill in on the show that he is a part of ever again. Michelle, this is hysterical. Yeah. I, I, I can't help but laugh is my initial reaction to this. The, do we have any more context did he just grab the microphone in China and just say this to the people of China? Because I think all the Chinese people that were there to celebrate his shoe and Adidas were looking at each other going, who in God's green earth is Daryl Morey? And why is he telling this to us? Sir, this is a Wendy's. Like, <laughs> why, are you, why are you screaming? Then, Michelle, why the need to say it twice? Okay. Just in, ca- just in case we misunderstood. Just in case China didn't know what <laughs> James Harden was talking about. Like, oh, we've got to stress again. You know what's funny is that he's ripping on Daryl Morey. Do you know what they think of Daryl Morey in China, Michelle? <laughs> 
Isn't he the one that sent out that post about Hong Kong that almost ruined the NBA's relationship? So everybody in China was like, hell yeah, we hate Daryl Morey too. Everybody there is on the same page. They're getting the translated version in real time of what he's saying. And they're like, okay, great. Amazing. Uh, Yeah, so Harden was at an Adidas press event in China when he made those comments. But what led him to this? What led James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers to this point of no return? Here's our ESPN NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. This battle has been going on largely behind the scenes all summer, really from the day uh, that James Harden uh, picked up his player option on this season instead of declining, going into free agency and negotiating a new longer term deal with the Sixers. Uh, he did not at that time have confidence that he would get the kind of offer he'd want uh, on a, from, a, from the Sixers long term. And when he opted into the deal, said that he wanted a trade, he wanted one to the Clippers. Now, the Clippers, listen, they would love to trade for James Harden, uh, their president, Lawrence Frank, Daryl Morey. Uh, they talked multiple times this summer about potential deals, but the Sixers asking price was high. It's remained high. You know, L.A. really doesn't have the assets to get that kind of a deal done to pair Harden with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. So, Aaron, clearly he wants out and he is trying to make as big of a mess as possible to force his way out. I don't know where he thinks he's going to end up. After everything Woj just <laughs> outlined there, the asking price is too high. Sir, you opted in. Correct. Correct. You opted in. This was your If you wanted choice. to go somewhere else, you had the ability to be a free agent <laughs> 6 weeks ago. Why didn't you take advantage of that? You know why, Michelle? Because nobody wanted James Harden on the open market. If he could have gotten the four years super duper max contract that he wants, if someone was willing to offer it to him, Houston, San Antonio, Orlando, who are the other teams with cap space? N- nobody was willing to give James Harden the contract that he wants. Guess what? I want to make $38 million a year too. I'd love but that. I'm not worth $38 million a oh, year. Oh, don't sell yourself short. Yes, you are. I'm not Every worth, penny. I'm hardly worth $38,000 <laughs> a year to anybody. So the absurdity of him just saying, okay, okay look, look it, I, I guess he's just not going to show up at training camp, I guess, is the next step of where this is going, because I don't see what other option he has. And by not playing, Michelle, if he decides to sit out the whole year and become a free agent, is that going to help his case in terms of getting the contract that he wants? No, he's got to play and play well. If James Harden was still at the peak of his powers, if he showed up in big games then somebody would want him, and this wouldn't be an issue. Right. It's only an issue because he hasn't held up his end of the bargain. He hasn't been good enough, and he decided to opt into to his deal when now it looks to me like he just should have opted out. He could have gone to the Lakers on the mid-level exception, $12 million. I'm sure they'd have taken him. Correct. And, Aaron, I am all about player empowerment. I love that players have more autonomy than ever and have more of a say in their future. However, this is why I am not a GM because I am so petty that I would have I would be like, "Really? You want to play this game? Go ahead. Don't play. I will not blink first. This is the third time that you've done this. You have tried to force your way off yeah. three teams in three years. And if I was Daryl Morey and he was saying stuff about that, about me publicly like that, I'd be like, listen, I'm not the one. I know you. We've worked together before. This is not going to happen to me publicly. Yeah. You opted in. Yep. And by the way, he wants to say Daryl Morey is a liar. 
What about you, James Harden? Look in the mirror. You choose to go to these other places. You force your way out. And then all of a sudden you want a better situation. So I don't I don't see it getting much better anytime soon. But let's get to somebody who's in Philadelphia. He has boots on the ground and we are going to continue to discuss the James Harden situation here with Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Devon Givens, he covers the 76ers. He does pre and post game for them on 97.5 The Fanatic. He's joining us right now. And Devon, thank you for the time. First of all, just your reaction when you saw those comments from James Harden uh, that he made about Daryl Morey over the weekend at the Adidas event in China. That the boots always have to be on the ground, Michelle, because there's always something in some form of mess when it comes to this team. And it's unbelievable once again. It's just, when I, when I first saw that, I didn't think that it would come to this for it to be as brazen as it was for him to say what he said and then say, hold on, let me make that very clear to double down on it at the event in China before Adidas and say it in that manner, especially when his agent came out the other day and speaking publicly, speaking about how James Harden has been working and working hard and just doing everything that he needs to do to be prepared for the upcoming season. I didn't think James Harden would go this, this route, no matter how fractured the relationship may be, how many different times we've heard that it has been fractured or it's soured or no trade is going to happen and he still wants out. I really didn't think that it would get to this point and said the way that he said it. Um, Devin, uh, what do you think uh, Daryl Morey lied about? If I'm guessing, uh, and just based on just looking at it, it is the fact that he took that pay cut last summer, and Morey somehow, some way said, I'll take care of you. What that means in terms of a long-term contract or a max contract, if you will, Aaron, I can't say for certain, but that's that's where I would lean more than anything is that I would just simply take care of you. If it was also this season, this summer, pardon me, where he said he would trade him, and he didn't necessarily lie as of yet because the offseason is still going on. And it may not be to the Clippers right now, but it still may very well be to the Clippers. It could be somewhere else. But if those are the two right there that I would lean on, Aaron, that maybe something from last summer where he took the pay cut and then this summer. And remember this, too. One of the... One of the interviews that James Harden did after the season had already begun, he openly said, I don't think I get enough credit for what I did in taking less money last summer. So, Michelle, listening to your intro and hearing what you had to say, let me just add that on for him saying something again to know what this really is all about. Devon Givens, he's the Sixers insider in Philadelphia. He does pre and post game for the 76ers on 97.5 The Fanatic. He's joining us live now to talk about James yeah. Harden. And, and his drama. name is Devon, not <laughs> Devin, which for some reason I know Devon and I don't know why Devin came out of my mouth, but I apologize. It happens all the time. Right, it's a let's get, it's a let's get it right, Goldhammer. It's Devon Givens joining us. I'm sorry, Michelle, go ahead. I just wanted well, to get the you. apology. It's all good. I'm glad. So, Devon, if you could like tell us a little bit about Daryl Morey and how you think he is receiving this. If you could look into the crystal ball or pull pull back the curtain a little bit, how do you think he's going to respond to this, and what do you think his next move will be? He's unaffected by it. He, he's one of those guys that believes that he can make every situation work, especially with someone that he had a close relationship for such a long time in James Harden, that he can fix this. And he came on, on our station probably about two, three weeks ago and talked about how 
You know, he still wants James Harden back. He said it at the Nick Nurse introductory press conference that he's going to do everything he can again to accommodate James Harden is to have James Harden on this team. So I believe that if he can speak to his agent, he's not going to speak to James Harden. So it's all up to speaking to the agent at this point. He's going to try to work with them and, again, accommodate as best as possible, but still with the idea of what's best for the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden second in this case because of where he is. But if he cannot, again, he would try to mend the fences continue to try to speak with the agent because it seems like the players will be unwilling to speak to Daryl Morey, then I think that's how he's going to approach and attack these next coming weeks before we get to train the camp. Devon, how does Joel Embiid factor into all this? He said it the other day in speaking again, just talking about how he wants to focus on being the best player. Ramona Shelburne said on ESPN, of how he wants to be the best player coming into the season that he has ever been, coming in the best shape and all that. And if that includes improving, helping to improve and elevate Tyrese Maxey's game, but also in trying to convince James Harden coming back to Philadelphia. So it seems like they got along the last season and a half that they've been together. The playoff run that they had, both disappointing in both game six and seven, specifically in the five minutes of game six and certainly in game seven, in its totality, I think that he factors in in just trying to, if he can, talk to him and convince him to come back and convincing him to come back for this final season, but also still being in communication with the front office and, and what's going on. And, and I think that's all he can really do right now. It seems like it's out of his hands because of James Harden really having his feet dug into the ground of where he wants to where he wants to be, where he wants to go, and right now it appears to be LA and far from Philadelphia. Devon Givens, Sixers Insider and pre and post game host for the Sixers on ninety seven point five The Fanatic, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. And Devon, you you mentioned maybe Embiid coaxing him to come back. it feels like a silly question at this point, but do you think there's any way that this could be water under the bridge and we could see a happy James Harden return to Philadelphia? I don't think so. Now, I, I, I've all along thought that he would have to at least appear for a training camp because of the new CBA thing that Bobby Marks talks about a lot, where if a player doesn't show up on the final year of his contract, does not be, be a part of the team, the organization, that he can miss out on becoming a free agent the next season. And let's, let's all you know talk about it. He's 33 years of age, about to be 34 years of age, and this is not the Houston situation, and this is not the – Brooklyn situation. This is a player that's going to come in here on the final year of his deal that even at his age, he thought he was going to be able to do something with the Houston Rockets potentially and at least push them into forcing the Sixers to give them the number that he wants. And that did not happen. And Ime Odoka, based on reports, it appears that he was a, a big part of saying, no, we're not doing that. We have a, a different group here, a different look. This is what we're going to do. And we don't need that here right now. And by the way, Ime Odoka was with James Harden in Brooklyn. That's the one thing. And then now coming into the situation, how's it going to look? You know, you already had this declaration that you made in China and you say these things. It's not going to be easy. Uh, I don't think that Joel Embiid will be able to do it by himself. It's going to have to really be something in his camp, in James Harden's camp, to really make this happen if it does, in fact, happen. And it's going to be another situation once again here in Philadelphia where we have 
more drama than needs needs to be. And this offseason in general just has been really uh, just a disaster. It's always something with the Philadelphia 76ers. Always. Always, Devon. Great perspective from Philly. He's Devon Givens, Sixers insider and 76ers pre- and post-game host on 97.5 The Fanatic. Be sure to follow him on social media at DevonG97.5. Thank you so much for the info, Devon. We appreciate it. Michelle, Aaron, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Aaron, it doesn't seem like there is going to be any sort of a resolution with this anytime soon. Look, the Sixers got into business with James Harden. And when you do that, right, a prior experience tells you that eventually you regret it. Now, because he's good, they decided to take the risk and they had the Ben Simmons mess on their hands. Right. So they had to try to find some way out of that. But when you get into business with James Harden, you should always expect an ugly divorce because that's what it's always been. That's what it was in Houston. It was ugly in Brooklyn. It was really ugly. And in Philadelphia, it gets progressively uglier every time he has one of these. You know, my grandma always used to say when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And James Harden has tried to force his way off his third team in three years. (sighs) He's shown us who he is. And we believe it. Philadelphia should have known. It's sports history. It's sports history. I I just still, did you hear the smattering of applause from the people in China? They're like, (laughs) yes, Daryl Morey is a, what an odd format to just decide. Like, it's like he forgot that social media existed and he could go there. He wanted us to have worse audio quality of the of the clip so it was some random fan taking video on their phone in the crowd i mean one of the most bizarre only in the nba do you have moments like this and i love that he said it twice again so that there were no no misunderstandings about what he was saying about daryl morey it's it's quite the drama always something with the process he's aaron goldhammer i'm michelle smallman coming up next on canteen carlin we want to hear from you Two questions that we're throwing out there today. You can give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. First question, would you want James Harden on your team? Second question, who's the worst liar in sports history? Yeah. We have some candidates that we'll yeah. throw out there. Let's and we get want to hear juicy. From you. Call them out. Who yeah. is the worst liar in the history of sports? Yeah, I think people can probably guess who my nominee will be. Plus, we're going to give you an update on the status of all pro guard Zach Martin in Dallas. A contract update that you don't want to miss. All that and more after Goldhammer has this word from FanDuel. Thanks, Michelle. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So, visit FanDuel.com slash play. That's FanDuel.com slash play. And start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The Sixers have ended trade talks on James Harden and plan to bring him back to training camp for the start of the season. When you think of it, there was only one team that had some type of interest in James talking about the Clippers, and the Clippers really weren't trying to give up a lot of assets for James. He and Joel Embiid don't quite fit together. You know, he has the utmost respect for Joel, but unfortunately, right, there was no market for James Harden. There was no one willing to step up and make those moves. We're going to get back to James Harden, Daryl Morey, and the drama unfolding with the Philadelphia 76ers in a second here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. But first, as you just heard in Doug Brown's update, we have some news coming out of the NFL. Per Adam Schefter, the Cowboys and all-pro guard slash team captain, Zach Martin, reached an agreement Excuse me, on a reworked deal. The New deal will pay him north of $18 million in each of the next two years. Martin was scheduled to be at $13.5 million this year and $14 million next year. So it's an additional $8.5 plus million. Both years also fully guaranteed as well, Aaron. So Zach Martin getting the money that he wants, getting that pay increase in Dallas. And now yep. it seems like the last question mark has been settled and... They are no on more their way. excuses. No more excuses. For Mike McCarthy and Dak yeah. Prescott. No more excuses. You know, I think what this shows is that guards, offensive guards, are more valuable in the NFL by a long shot than running backs are. Because running backs all over the league are trying to do the same thing that Zach Martin did hold out, get more money, get some leverage. It's not working, Michelle, for the running backs. It worked for. Zach Martin, who might be a Hall of Fame level player, I don't know that Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley are, but the Cowboys acquiesced because they need a good offensive line in order to get where they want to go. So we will swing back to the NBA. We've been talking about James Harden and the comments that he made about Daryl Morey at an Adidas event in China. Let's listen to it again, Aaron, because if you are just joining us now, you want to hear these comments. We know that 
James Harden opted into his contract and was hoping to get moved this offseason, hopefully to a new destination, likely the L.A. Clippers, and it didn't work out. But here's what he said at this Adidas event in China over the weekend about Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never get a mark on the organization like he's a mark of. Let me say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Daryl Morey is a liar, and James Harden said he doesn't want to play for him ever again. So Kyrie Irving has checked in and responded to a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski, our ESPN NBA insider, about this issue. Let's go to Kyrie Irving right now and hear what he has to say. Kyrie? Oh, is he disgruntled, Adrian? Or is he holding <laughs> Daryl Morey accountable for his dishonesty and his lack of transparency throughout the contract negotiation process this summer? Aaron, which side are you on? Are you on Daryl Morey's side or are you on James Harden slash Kyrie's side? Thanks for joining us, Kyrie. Good job, as team. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden deserve each other. Oh, don't they? Don't they? In heaven, yep. Like, of course, Kyrie is going to take James Harden's side. That sounds about right to me. Neither one of these guys is trustworthy or somebody that you really want to rely on. If you're a team, if you're management, if you're a teammate, if you're a fan of a certain team. So it doesn't surprise me that Kyrie is taking James Harden's side. Michelle, I guess that I am sensitive to Harden feeling betrayed mm-hmm. if Maury promised in something and then didn't deliver on that. But that's the nature of business. Unless you have agreed with a signed inked, locked-in contract. You can't... It's just a promise. It's just a bunch of words. And to me, ultimately, when circumstances change, the business, in this case the Sixers, are always going to do what they think is in their best interest. So a handshake agreement or a wink and a nod, like that stuff only goes so far. So I think that's sort of James Harden and his representation's fault. Not Daryl Morey's fault. I don't. I don't question Morey's character. Pe- people lie in business all the time because circumstances change. Of course, things evolve. But I, I know that James Harden is trying to make this as messy as possible, and and now he feels like he has to get public with it so that he can force his way out, so that he can ultimately get what he wants. But. It just seems a little head-scratching to me, Aaron, that he would say Daryl Morey's a liar and that he is a person who has tried to force his way off of his third team in three years. What about the commitment that you made to these organizations when you signed a contract to play there? Isn't that dishonest? Isn't that that disingenuous that you committed to a, a... a franchise into a fan base and then all of a sudden because you're unhappy you're trying to pivot it just seems to be lacking in a little self-awareness for me also michelle i think it's a bad tactic um doesn't this make a team less likely to want to trade for james harden i mean at this point what he wants is to get traded okay well if i was advising him i would say don't grab a random microphone at a shoe event and tell china that daryl morey's a liar i don't think that that helps your case to get traded at all. I think it makes you less desirable on the market to a team like the Clippers or somewhere else, wherever it is, the Lakers, you might want to go. Of course. I couldn't agree more. It's like, Aaron, if you were dating someone and 
you had heard in their past relationships that they had cheated and you're like, oh, it's not going to happen with me. But then you see them out there and they're liking other people's posts and throwing flame emojis. You know what I'm saying? If If I am another team, why would I think it would be any different? Why would I think the outcome would be any different if I went out there and gave up assets to acquire James Harden? Michelle, making that analogy, there are always teams that are willing to make exceptions <laughs> for really good players, just like people are always willing to make exceptions <laughs> for really good-looking people. But then you realize, like, even the Jesse Palmer of <laughs> basketball players, like, I'm not saying, look. You love Je- to bring in Jesse Palmer. He's just the best-looking guy <laughs> of all time. He's just, he's gorgeous. It's amazing. Um, he's my hero and I love him, but I, I, do do you see what I'm saying? Like the teams would be willing to talk themselves into James Harden if he was still really good, but he's, you know, the hair is graying. The dad bod is, is taking shape here and he's not as sexy as he used to be. Yeah. We are not 2018 NBA MVP, James Harden, but he still is a, a player that can obviously impact a game, but I just, I don't know, Aaron, I, I don't think that he's doing himself any favors by uh, taking this road and trying to acquire what he wants. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We put out the question and the callers have delivered. We're going to get to them on the other side. Casey, Mike, Mark, we see you guys on the line and we're going to get to more of your calls. The questions are this. Would you want James Harden on your team? And who is the worst liar in sports history? We're going to take your calls, and Aaron and I will give you our nominees next here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The Sixers have ended trade talks on James Harden and plan to bring him back to training camp for the start of the season. When you think of it, there was only one team that had some type of interest in James talking about the Clippers. And the Clippers really weren't trying to give up a lot of assets for James. He and Joel Embiid don't quite fit together. You know, he has the utmost respect for Joel. But unfortunately, right, there was no market for James Harden. There was no one willing to step up and make those moves. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman. We're talking about liars here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. James Harden over the weekend said Daryl Morey is a liar and that he doesn't want to be a part of any organization that Daryl Morey is involved with. So Aaron Goldhammer wanted to throw the question out there. Yes. Who is the worst liar in sports yes. history? 888-SAY-ESPN. Yeah. That's 888-729-3776. We see the calls coming in. We're going to get to those in a second. But of course... We have to give our nominees for the worst liar in sports history. And Aaron, it was your question, your thought. Oh, so, so you want me to? Yours. So you want me to go first? Well, only because everyone knows my answer. Here's the thing: there's some low hanging fruit here. Like yeah. Lance Armstrong, for example, is real low hanging fruit to me, right? I mean, geez, the guy lied to us forever about using performance enhancing drugs. He he had this perfect image: the Livestrong bracelets. How many of those did you have <laughs> that you used to wear? You're like, oh yeah, you were so inspired by Lance. Oh, yeah. No, like. The whole time, the it was all—it was all a fraud, it was all a scam, and he was. But to me, like one of the wildest stories that I could ever remember, sometimes are the ones that didn't get quite as much, quite as much juice. Um, and college football coaches. Oh yeah, there is some lion that. T- so to me, look, I know he's a favorite of ESP. Lane Kiffin has to be on this list, right? 
I mean, the lion that that guy has done to go from Tennessee to <laughs> USC to the Raiders. Now somehow he's a head coach in the SEC again, and he's still just full of it. Like, I love him. As a member of the media, I love him. I don't take seriously one word that he says. So I think as I try to sort this out right now, Lane's got to be close to the top of my list. Michelle, who do you got? Well, I'm a girl from St. Louis, Missouri, and there is perhaps no bigger liar in our sports history than one Stan Kroenke, the owner of the now Los Angeles Rams. He lied Anytime he opened his mouth about the relocation process with the Rams, which was rarely, but he, Kevin Demoff, uh, Jerry Jones certainly was the puppeteer in all of this, Roger Goodell, they all had their hands in um, misleading St. Louis and the relocation process and eventually ripping the team out of my fair city and putting it in L.A. So much so that the NFL and Sam Kroenke had to pay St. Louis $790 million to settle the lawsuit. So wow. at least we were vindicated for the lies. But yeah. Sam Kroenke, obviously number one on my list. Do, do you, does the performance-enhancing drug one bother you? Because no. to me, like the baseball players, I just assumed they were all using performance-enhancing drugs. Like I, I, I don't know. That one doesn't really like. I don't get all fired up about that. I guess. No, I feel the same way. And when I look back on that time, I know some people are offended by the steroid use. I loved the home run chase. I love that era of baseball. It saved baseball. It saved baseball in so many ways. So, no, that one doesn't bother me in the manner in which Michelle it wants the steroids people. back. Bring you know back the steroid It's era. a good time. I, I enjoyed the The Cardinals could use any help they could get right now, <laughs> which is right. Michelle's favorite team. All right. Let's just not continue to take jabs at our city right now. Okay. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Who's the worst liar in sports history? Let's go to Mark in North Carolina. Mark, who do you got? Well, you guys kind of stole my thunder there, not counting the PEDs in baseball. But uh, I was going to mention A-Rod and Rafael Palmeiro. I have oh. never used steroids, period. <laughs> period. And then he failed Michelle a test. That's the worst one about Palmero. Like, I could make an argument to try to get Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Rafael Palmero, And then wasn't also there that instance where he, like, pretended that he didn't speak English? Who was that? Was that Rafael Palmero? I'm not oh, sure. that was Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, but, yeah. Like, he'd been doing interviews in English for years, but all of a sudden <laughs> he got in that. front of Congress and he had never spoken a word of English before. Yeah, all of a sudden, I don't understand. I don't know what you're talking about. 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. Casey in Atlanta, who is the worst liar in sports history? Well, your Lane Kiffin was a good one, but I'd <laughs> like to raise you with a Bobby Petrino. Ooh. Sweet. You remember? So he left the Falcons in the middle of a season to take the head coaching job at Arkansas. And it was like one of those. I remember watching the press conference. I think it happened in the middle of the night. Like he disappeared from Atlanta <laughs> to go back there in the middle of the, it, 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 at the dark of, let alone all the motorcycle incidents and away from the field stuff with him. That's a good one. Yeah. All I can think of is the, the photo with the neck brace. But that's a really good one. Mike in Pittsburgh, who is the worst liar in sports history? Quickly. Hey, Mike. Hey, so I'm originally from Miami, but uh, Jeff Jeffrey Loria. Oh, good one. He fleeced the city of Miami for a billion dollars, and he got rid of the beloved Orange Bowl. So, huge liar. <laughs> I love how he stuck the landing there, Aaron. Huge liar. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. And they ended up building some weird stadium with a fish tank. And yeah. A, 
That's one of the weirdest places to watch a baseball game you could ever imagine. Did not love that thing in the outfield. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, we're going to take more of your calls on the worst liars in sports history. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, progressive Baker Mayfield. Is he back? NFL preseason overreactions next, right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.